WEP, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 43, maybe, just maybe, as the number of podcasts continues to rise for season one, the temperature can follow suit. The spring sports have had a rough go this season as we wait for a week with sunny skies, temperatures in the 70s, and a wind under 20 miles per hour. We haven't had that yet this season. But what we do have is an incredible sponsor in Northwestern Mutual. The folks over there are happy to be on board with this podcast, and I greatly appreciate that. As we await warmer weather, it's time to talk about internships for college students this summer. Northwestern Mutual is looking for students to sign up, so give them a call and let them know I sent you. Now, on the podcast, we start with what I saw in the past week in local sports. Then we talk about what Channel 1450 will be covering in the next seven days. What are the big games in the area? What's going on with Springfield Sports? And... Then we'll get to this week's guest. What did I see this week first? Last Thursday, it was some Sagamo softball. Admittedly, I haven't seen much softball yet this spring, so I got my share in this week first. Last Thursday, it was Williamsville at Auburn, and the Trojans come through with a big conference win and sit alone atop the Sagamo standings. Great pitching, amazing defense, some timely hitting. The Trojans beat Williamsville last week on Friday. Got out to see Tri-City host Morrell Forsyth, and the Trojans ran into Delaney Chumbly on the mound. Tornadoes take care of business, shutting out the Trojans and getting two home runs with the win. Saturday, I spent most of the day trying to put together a swing set in the backyard, and let me tell you, that's quite the process. Any dads out there know what I'm talking about. Just buy it already assembled if possible. On Monday, made the trip over to Champaign to see the Rochester Rockets against the Mohamed Seymour Bulldogs. Last year, the Bulldogs gave the Rockets some extra motivation, and Rochester beat them in the postseason this year. It was another great game between two really good teams, and the Bulldogs come out on top with a last-minute goal with one of the best players I've seen this season in Kayla Corner. On Tuesday, more soccer. This time, it's a big Central State 8 conference battle. The Sacred Heart Griffin Cyclones hosting the Glenwood Titans. SHG with one conference loss to Rochester by one goal. Glenwood undefeated in conference play and just one loss this season. They've only given up three goals all season long. The Titans win it at SHG 2-0 with two second-half goals. I was really impressed with the Cyclones and how they handled the Titans, though, and both teams are capable of state runs, in my opinion. SHG in 1A, Glenwood in 2A. Also, got in a conversation with Williamsville graduates Peyton Long and Danielle Dennis, two current Prairie Stars. We'll probably have the live rewind up this weekend on the premium side, but you can go see it now. I got a nice little chat up with them about their college season on the regular side of Channel 450. On Wednesday... Spent some time with Jacksonville soon-to-be senior quarterback Elijah Owens, who just picked up an offer from Army West Point. We talked about his offers, his camps coming up, and the CS8 and other quarterbacks. What's the plan for the upcoming week? Well, I will have that Owens conversation out soon. Also on Thursday, we've got Lincoln Community High School signing day and a big Sagamo baseball game between North Mac and Auburn. We will also have Glenwood soccer against Quincy. That game taking place at Illinois College at 6.30 p.m. On Friday, we have a signing day at Lanfear for Cheyenne Trotter and the Springfield High Tennis Tournament kicks off. That's a two-day event. Pleasant Plains Baseball Tourney gets started on Friday, carries into Saturday as well. And another one, Sacred Heart Griffin Girls Soccer is hosting a tournament this weekend that actually starts on Thursday with Rochester playing Washington. On Friday night in that tournament, SHG hosts Providence Catholic at 7 p.m. Also Friday, there's a big track meet in Chatham. The co-ed Titan invite is always a great way to get a good look at all the great competition and local talent like Caitlin Lanin. One of the best runners in the state. We'll have highlights of that on Friday. But go check it out for yourself in Chatham. Weather is supposed to be fantastic. Get out there and watch some great track. 
Saturday is also the Rochester Track Invite, along with the SHG Girls Soccer Tournament, the Tennis Tournament at Washington Park, and the Pleasant Plains Baseball Tournament, with teams like Glenwood out there. On Monday, the rescheduled game from this week between SHG and Jacksonville at Future Champions Park in Jacksonville. That game's at 4.30. Also Monday, SHG at U-High Girls Soccer, Glenwood at Edwardsville Girls Soccer, and Pleasant Plains kicks off their tournament on Monday at 3 p.m. On Tuesday in CS8 action, it's Rochester at U-High Baseball and Softball, Glenwood at SHG Baseball, yeah, that's a big one, Springfield at U-High Girls Soccer, and SHG at Glenwood Softball. The big one in the Sagamo on Tuesday, Moreau Forsyth at North Mac, who, as of recording this podcast, both teams are undefeated this season, so that's a big one on Tuesday. On Wednesday, the 27th, the Plains Girls Soccer Tournament kicks back up for Day 2, then U-High at Rochester Softball, U-High at Rochester Baseball, Glenwood at SHG Softball, and SHG at Glenwood Baseball. The Girls City Track Tournament on Wednesday. Very busy Wednesday on the slate for next week. Let's see if we can get some good weather in. Now that we've covered the schedule, let's talk about this week's guest. Rochester High School graduates are always doing great things at the college level in sports. This week, we take a bit of a different turn. We're diving into the world of combat sports with Jack Crum. I'll just let the conversation do the work. Here we go. Joined now by Jack Crum. Because um, we got a different sort of podcast this week. Usually we talk about baseball or basketball or football. Uh, we, I do want to talk a little bit about baseball first, but uh, let's talk about you and coming off of Easter weekend, you're home, so that's our chance. We're recording this on Monday. It comes out on Thursday, so let's start here. How was your Easter? How was your Easter weekend? It was good. Happy to eat because I fought you know, a few weeks ago, okay. so getting back into eating just however I want, it's nice. Although this summer, I'm going to have to start cutting weight again. Not excited <laughs> for that. I'm sure the wrestlers understand that. I never wrestled, so the cutting weight thing's new to me. Yes. It's brutal. But you were able to eat whatever you wanted for Easter, yes. right? pretty much, yes. for the most part? I'll start losing weight again this summer. Yeah. Just once I get done with classes. I kind of want to just focus on school for a bit. I'll still, like, train and stuff. Okay. But I don't want to have to worry about my diet. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's start here. You're, you're a Rochester graduate, for people who don't know. Um, you now go to SAUE. Mm-hmm. Um, what year are you, and what are you studying? I am studying finance, and this is my last year. Like... It's my third year, but I'm a senior by the school standards. Okay, so yeah. I'll graduate in December. Kind of went through it quick, huh? Yeah. Wanted to get it done? Or... Yeah. Are you enjoy... Do you enjoy college? Or no. Not, not so not much. At all. I'm just really busy, so the whole college experience thing I don't really have. It's just yeah. like, I just got to do the school and uh-huh. then work and then train. I don't really have much free time. Um, I'm a graduate of SAUE as well, a long time ago, but um, are you happy with that decision? Are you glad you went there? Yeah. I think mainly just because the people and like I would have never started the sport had I not been down there. I might have started something else, like uh, jiu-jitsu or boxing, which those would have been fun, but I'm happy with where I ended up. Yeah, okay, so let's get into it. Um, that's the reason I want to have you on. Uh, the sport that you got into, how do you get into it? What is it exactly, and like, how did this start? Where? So it started for me because throughout high school, I, I dealt with depression. I, had, I was on the pills and the therapy and all that, but it wasn't doing anything. Uh-huh. And I was like, I got to get control of my life. And I knew, like, exercise and dieting and that really helps yeah. with your brain. It makes you happier. Because you played baseball at yeah. Rochester, right? I mean, Yeah, but I never, like, got into, like, lifting or anything, and I couldn't get my diet down. Because yeah. I was lazy with depression, and you're really lazy. Yeah. I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I watched fights already. I, I watched the UFC religiously. Mm-hmm. Um, but there weren't anywhere. Like, in St. Louis, there's MMA gyms, which is what the UFC is. It's MMA. Yeah. But there weren't any within, like, a 30-minute drive, and I didn't want to make that every day. Yeah. So I looked up boxing. Well, 
I found Maryville Muay Thai and Boxing. And once I got there, I realized <laughs> not really any boxing. It's just Muay Thai because the coach Chad, that's like what his passion's begun. He started with boxing, but yeah. then his passion became Muay Thai. All right, I want to pause you right there. You find this place that's mm-hmm. in Maryville, so that's, for people who don't know, about 10, 15 yeah. minutes from Edwardsville. What does it take for you to actually contact them or actually walk into that place knowing, I mean, your life could change? Yeah, no, it's I, it was nerve-wracking the first day. I mean, I signed up for his, like, free trial week, uh-huh. um, and I... And it, he does like both cardio kickboxing and the fight team. Okay. So I originally just did the cardio stuff. I didn't know if I wanted to fight or yeah, anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have um, you ever been in a fight to that point? Like when I was like 13 and younger, yeah. I got in fights all the time because I had real anger issues, okay. but not as like a yeah. fully developed person. Yeah. Um, so nothing serious. Yeah. You know? At okay. 10 years old, you're not going to get injured. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to be active and do something fun because uh-huh. I didn't like lifting. Um, so. I went in for the free training day, and I mean, I was hooked that day. So, and now, signing the like paper, my hand was shivering. <laughs> I had never done something so intense on like my hands, my body, but it was so much fun because obviously, you know, I could run for an hour or I could punch and kick and do all that for yeah. an hour. It was just a lot better. And from that day on, just every day I was in there. What's the adrenaline like when you know, okay, I found my thing? Like, this yeah. is it. Yeah, no, that was nice. It gave me. Like, something to look forward to every day. Like, when I was really... When I was in high school and I had, like, uh, my issues with depression. Like, I had baseball, and I loved, like, the camaraderie of it. Yeah. But my passion for the actual sport was not as much there. I enjoyed it, but yeah. I didn't have the drive for uh-huh. it. And it's nice to be around people, like yeah. your friends, your people your age. Yeah. And have, you know, something to look forward to. Yes. Right? But, yeah. And like once you I said, got you, to, you knew you were going to play baseball in college. Yeah. You were going to be a pro. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you know. Yeah, once I got to college, I didn't have that thing to look forward to every day. I just went back to my dorm room and ate and played video games and didn't really... I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't doing anything. So, so finding that thing to keep me structured yeah. uh, really, really helped me. Um, so you sign up. You know, okay, this is what I'm going to put my time and energy mm-hmm. and effort into. Um, at what point do you kind of realize that, oh, this is going to take over kind of a lot more of my focus than... Just the release. Yeah, so when I started it, it was about, like, three months before COVID happened. Um, and then, so, COVID hit, and I got kicked out of the dorms because SIUB sent all the students home. So I was back in Springfield for, like, five months. Yeah. And I was like, man, now I don't know what to do. Like, uh, And so that's when I started lifting, and I actually enjoyed lifting when this time. Because I had tried lifting in high school. I just couldn't, couldn't find the passion. But I did over the COVID. Then when I got back, like... That's when I knew. Like, I had just been waiting that whole five-month stretch just to do it again. Yeah. And so I got back. I trained for a few more months, and I had, a, a, like, a, um, a point kickboxing fight. Um, and that, after that, I mean, I lost. But I was like, I, I, need to, I need to do this. Okay, so what's it like going from training to train and then training to, I'm actually going to fight somebody. Like, this is, this is what I want. The best part's the motivation. Like, you, you don't... Like, when I'm in the morning, and it's... I get home from work at 9, because I work really early shifts, and I need to go run. Like, a lot of times, I just want to lay there. But when I know in a few months I'm going to be getting punched in the face <laughs> for fun, I'm, I'm going to be running. You yeah. know, it's it's easy to stay motivated. Yeah. I think that's the best thing, is there's always a goal ahead. Uh-huh. I'm never just, like, lost as to what to do. Yeah. What is the process from going to showing up for classes, training, doing that stuff? Like you said, you get back, you get in the swing of things... At what point did I say, okay, you're ready to, let's let's put you in a fight? Here. Yeah, so I did the, the cardio stuff for, I'd say, like, four months, and then Chad was like, 
who's my coach, uh-huh. he was like, do you want to come to the fight team stuff and, and do the fight team stuff? And I was on, I was like, dude, I don't know. I don't know if I want to fight. He was like, I think you should give it a try. And so I did. Um, and we didn't spar for a while. I think a lot of people are scared to, like, even get into the fight team stuff because of sparring. Like, you're getting punched in the face for practice. Now it's very light. Yeah. But that turns a lot of people away. Uh-huh. But he just had me come with the other fighters, and uh, they were all nice. They didn't just beat the crap out of me. <laughs> well, Carter kind of did. If Carter is listening to this right now, he, he put it on me the first time. Um, but even from him doing that, and I was like, I can't let this happen again. Yeah. Um, and at that point, you make a decision in your head, like, okay, this isn't for me, or this is something that I want to try. Like, yeah. I want to put my time and effort in. Yeah, a lot of people, I think... Like, in just general combat sports, a lot of people get to that first day of sparring, and that's either they stick with it for a very long time or they don't come yeah. again. Um, and they just go back to doing cardio classes, which is fine. But I think for a lot of people, that first sparring is when they realize, like, this is or isn't for me. Mm-hmm. And for me, after getting beat up by Carter, I was like, all right, like, I, 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 I'm hooked. I can't let it happen again. And then I trained for a few more months and had the point kickboxing fight, which is no knockouts. Okay. Um, it's still, like contact like it's not like i hit you once we reset like in karate it's we're having a fight it's just the goal is that you essentially land more and better and have better technique and the judges based off that and i lost that and so um i was just like like i lost but i I didn't care because it was such a low level thing it's not ever going to go on like a permanent record yeah and I was like, like this is fun. Like being surrounded by all those people watching. It was probably only like a hundred people watching. Yeah. But it, it was cool. Yeah. You know? And um, so every day since then, well, not every day, but most days of the week, I'm in training just because that that thrill. What is what was the transformation like for you, physically, from the first day that you showed up to the gym to the day before that first fight? Physically, it was pretty massive because, I mean. When the first day I showed up, I was probably like 140 pounds, and I didn't have like the energy because of the depression and just because of my bad diet. And at SWE, you probably eat Taco Bell and Chick Fil A every day. Yeah, well, they don't have Taco Bell anymore. Oh, they got the Chick Fil A. Okay, yeah, yeah, the Chick Fil A yeah. was every day. That and um, Pizza Hut. Yep. Uh, just every day. They got rid of Pizza Hut now too. <laughs> Did so they really? Yeah, I ate their wings like every day. Dude, I used to get a, the three pack of breadsticks and then a Chick Fil A sandwich like every day for mm-hmm. lunch. Like that was yeah. Not yeah. great, obviously. That's what I was okay. doing. But I just, I felt horrible. Uh, I had some really bad bacteria disease uh, thing going on my freshman year. That was another reason I signed up, is because I was getting tested, because they thought I might have cancer. I was uh-huh. like, man, if I'm going to have cancer and I'm depressed, like, i gotta, I got to get my body under control. Yeah. Luckily, I didn't. It was just some bacteria infection that I dealt with after a few months. Um, but fast forward to that first time competing, I gained, like, 20 pounds, uh, I was a lot more muscular, healthier. I felt better. It's because I got my diet under control. I started lifting. And, I mean, from when I started to today, I'm 180 pounds today. I was 140 when I started. Yeah. And I think, my like, it's not like I just got fat. Like, I've just been lifting a lot. My uh-huh. diet has gotten a lot better. Because when you're not training for anything specific, like, who cares if I have some ice cream here? But when I know, like, this is going to impact me, I keep my diet really strict. Yeah. Um... So we talked about the physical transformation. How much does the physical transformation affect your mental transformation? Oh, it's huge. I mean, the confidence that comes with both being able to fight, obviously, and um, looking a lot better it is massive. Like, I had no um, confidence. I was really insecure. Now, 40 pounds heavier, 
the ability to handle myself if something gets out of control when I'm at a bar with my friends. Like, that confidence level is massive. And I think that really helps with the uh, depression. Like, depression is kind of like a downward cycle because it makes you really lazy. And then that laziness leads to feeling worse physically. And then that feeling worse physically leads to feeling worse mentally, so on and so forth. And at some point, you just got to break it. Uh Um, But no, the... The mental and physical like transformation from starting it, even if I had never fought, just training it, it's been massive. Yeah. Um, what did your family think about you joining and doing this? I think my dad thinks it's pretty cool. Uh, he's gone to three of my four events. Um, my mom came to my most recent one. That was her first time watching it. She's a nervous wreck. <laughs> um, but once the like fight started that it seemed at least from the video she took that the nerves were gone she was just screaming the whole time (laughs) no she was screaming the whole time it was funny because she didn't know this at the time but she was actually sitting right next to my opponent's mom yeah so in the video she took they're both screaming but for different people (laughs) that's funny yeah um yeah because i know your parents are have always been huge supporters of you and your sister they go to every Mm -hmm. they went to every soccer game they could have alleys Mm -hmm. and everything like that so um but to have you battle what you battle like you said and then choose this they had to be happy for you knowing that you're a lot happier as well yeah yeah i should correct myself my mom did go to a different one before it was one of those point kickboxing ones okay but that's not as nerve-wracking as being on the big stage because of the point kickboxing ones it's like a flat just mat on the ground and it's still a competition in front of people yeah but the whole room isn't dark around you with just the lights on you on this elevated stage it's it's a different vibe um, although I will say that helped a lot for once you got to the yeah. thing. Okay, so timeline-wise, you talked about you lose the first one that doesn't really matter. Um, what what do you do next? How do you kind of move forward? Uh, that I mean, I think it was the next month. So that was a Saturday. It was Halloween of 2020. Okay. The next day, I was right back in the gym. Well, not the next day, Monday. I was right back in the gym. Just because, like, after losing... Man, it sucks, but I, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, losing those is just to get the experience. You learn a lot more, yeah. yeah. And I was like, man, I'm hooked. i got to keep doing this. Um, and then, so I just came back and started training again. The next one was that next April or March, one of the two. Is that usually what it, you have to wait about five, six months? or? Um, no, he has, so the guy who puts them on tries to have them, I think, like every two or three. Uh-huh. Um but one of them, I believe, was when I was out of town doing something. So I had to miss one and mm-hmm. then go to the next one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I just, like, once I had done that, I knew, like, I'm going to be in here at least try to be in here four times a week. Like, there's just, n- it's, it's nothing as addicting. Yeah. Um, so then what's the, take us up to speed on where you're at now. What are you fighting now and how did that come about? So, yeah, I'm doing Muay Thai now, okay. for those that don't know, because it's, you know, kind of an obscure thing. It's from Thailand. That's where the Thai comes from. And essentially, it's kickboxing, but with more weapons. So you can elbow, you can knee, um, you can kick, punch. It's called the art of the eight limbs, because you have your both hands, both legs, both knees, both elbows. Um, you, can, you can't do anything on the ground, so it's only like stand-up fighting. So and once you knock somebody down, you can't. Yeah, it's like boxing in that sense, where they'll get him back up, they'll count, do an eight count, yeah. see if the guy's ready, if he's good to go, they'll send him back in. Um, and the scoring's also pretty much the same here in the States as boxing is. Okay. So that was what my most recent 
fight was was actually modified Muay Thai. So since I'm an amateur, sometimes they change the rules a little bit to make it more amateur safe. Yeah. Uh, so I couldn't elbow to the head, for example, because elbows are really dangerous. Like yeah. they can cut guys up pretty bad, and a lot of times they don't want guys to you know have to go get surgery for an amateur fight. Yeah. Um, so I did modified Muay Thai. My next one will be in July. It will be full rules Muay Thai in St. Louis. So I'm excited for that one. I, I really want to elbow some people. Yeah. Um, so how do you go about learning those different rules? When you start training, like you said, you do certain things, and then it's like, okay, I'm going to make that next step, next jump to this kind of... Yeah, so at our gym, we have, like, separate time slots for the different, like, levels, like the fitness, and then it used to be where there was the intro fight team, which is, like, the very new people, and then the fight team. For a while now, it's just been the fight team, but he's getting a new intro fight team going, I think, now. Mm-hmm. But um, our fight team slot, he'll go over all that, and I can ask him questions whenever. I had the hardest time rule set-wise with the sweeps, which is, like, when you are, like, clinched with someone, you're holding onto each other, like, tossing them to the ground. You can't do anything once they're on the ground, but you can toss them. Yeah. And I had a really hard time figuring out what, I still don't fully know, what exactly I can do to sweep someone. Uh-huh. Um, because, like, the rules are just really complicated with uh, sweeps. Like, how where can I put my foot to kick them out? Like, I can't trip, but I can if it's a kick. Like, it's weird. Yeah. Um, but other than that, since it's such an all-encompassing, like, sport, there's not a ton of rules. It's not like boxing where you can just one-two. Um, it's like there's just so much you can do odds are if you're doing it and it's stand up it's probably illegal equipment wise what do you wear what do you need so um, for professionals they'll just have boxing gloves for how many ounces like are they thick ones or it depends on like the promotion yeah like there's one FC which is an Asian like professional organization and they'll just do like four ounce MMA gloves for their Muay Thai not much there no um <laughs> There's some where it'll be 8-ounce gloves. Yeah. For me, I did 10-ounce gloves, uh-huh. and I had headgear and shin guards. And you want kind of as thin of shin guards as you can, because you at these more amateur events, you choose your own, so you get like the thinnest ones. That yeah. way it hurts the most when you kick someone. Yeah. Um, my headgear, also, we choose ourselves, and there's no like regulation, uh, except for that you can't have a like nose protector, so on some... like It'll cover the nose and the mouth, yeah. uh, which is considered too much protection. Uh-huh. Um, but eventually I'll be fighting and I don't, I should discuss this with my coach because I don't know. I think my next fight, I won't have to wear shin guards or headgear. It'll just be the gloves, which would be pretty fun. How do you go about training your shins to be able to inflict damage? Because that, to me, it seems... It hurts. Yeah. It hurts. The easiest way is just to kick a heavy bag as hard as... Like as hard as you can, as much as you can, yeah. because those heavy bags can be really tough. And if you just kick it repeatedly, eventually your nerves just aren't going to feel a whole lot. <laughs> um, you can also one thing my coach showed me is taking a, like a, a dowel rod and just like slapping uh, over and over against your shin. Yeah. Um, but the hardest thing is what's called checking kick. So when th- someone throws a kick, you'll lift your leg up to catch it with your shin uh-huh. uh, to protect yourself. It hurts. Yeah. It, it does not feel good. Even when you have shin guards on, it, it doesn't always feel great to check a kick. Um, that's the one thing I'm not excited for, not wearing pads as much, is yeah. having to take a shin-on-shin shin thing. But you just got to, I guess, hit the bag, just throw as many kicks as you can just to wear it down. What is your favorite part of doing this? 
I, I want to say the structure because for me it's like if I don't stay structured and focused and constantly have a goal to work towards, that depression comes back. And so I, I think for me just having something to work towards. But when it comes to the actual sport, it's just fun to punch someone in the face. Yeah. Like kicks and all that stuff are fun too. But when you just punch someone right in the face, like it feels good. As long as they're like okay with it. Because like I don't want to go up to some random guy in the street and rock them. Yeah. But when they also train in the sport, it feels good. Yeah. So you mentioned with your parents that you've had four of those fights. What? Um, how have those gone and what is that like experience? Yeah. So my first one was the PKB and so were the next two. Uh, I lost the first one. The guy was tall um, and I just didn't really know what I was doing. Like these events are for very like low level to even mm -hmm. high level because they there's like hundreds of people that go to them and they just find someone that's at your skill level okay and put you together so, so skill level not necessarily weight level or is it yeah it is weight but roughly yeah. they're like oh you're 160 pounds you can fight a guy that's 150 like it's it's within 10 pounds yeah okay. but because you're not going for knockouts it's not as big of a deal yeah um and so i had five fights at those three events. The first one I lost, so I didn't move on. He was just long and just threw too many punches. I couldn't get inside on him. I won the next four fights. Um, by knockout or by car? Like, how does that work, too? So it's just by judge's decision. Okay. Because they don't want you going for knockouts. They want you to work on your technique. It's essentially volume. Whoever can land more punches yeah. um, or just, like, do it better. Is that different? To fight that way, knowing like you're yeah. trying to impress somebody instead of just yeah, it, it is different. And my full contact fight I did most recently, I was just trying to knock the guy's head off the whole time. Yeah, I didn't care at all about volume. I did outstrike it, like I had more volume, but I wasn't going for volume. I was just trying to knock him out. Uh -huh. I didn't. It was so frustrating. <laughs> I kept bouncing his head back repeatedly, and he just wouldn't go. That was tough. <laughs> but those other ones, it's since it's more like your volume and your technique and stuff, like. I think it's good for beginners because instead of just like getting scared and getting in a fist fight, they're like thinking and they're trying to work through their technique and it helps. Um, time wise, what are the lengths of the fights? Um, about six minutes, three two minute rounds at amateur. Yeah. It'll go up, you know, as you get more elite, but um, for me right now, three two minute rounds. Tell me about the first win. What was that feeling like? Um, it was. Okay, like he was beating me in just the normal like boxing. Um, so I there's clinch in Muay Thai where you can grab onto him and throw knees and all that. And my clinch was a lot better than his. So I grabbed. So he would punch me a few times. I grab his neck and I would just knee him for like two straight minutes every yeah. round. That's all I did. I just yeah. need him the entire round. And like I won, but it was kind of like, man, I I just need him the entire time. I didn't get to use any of my like skills and stuff. Yeah. And well, then, that, that's a skill, obviously. Well, it works, yeah. But doesn't feel know. as good, maybe? No, it's just because I used one thing the whole time. It was yeah. kind of like I found one weakness he had and I could exploit it the whole time, so it doesn't feel like I beat him in every aspect, you know what I mean? What's the feeling like when they raise your hand and everyone's watching you? It's exhilarating. Uh, unfortunately, my most recent fight, I was... So they had two shows. They had the morning show, which was... Um, which ended at, like... Five, and then they had the night show that started at like seven. I was the last fight of the morning show, and during the morning show, a lot of people just come for like their family and stuff. So the crowd had, was like half its size yeah. um, for my fight. It was kind of disappointing because you like the cheer of the crowd. Yeah. But still, man, when they, 
I, like, I knew I had won. I think it was pretty clear that I'd won the first two rounds. And the third round was close, but I thought I won. So, like, I knew they were going to raise my hand, but it's still... It's... I don't even... Like, it's something you can't really describe. It's a different feeling. Especially, like, just the whole fight in general. Like, there's so much adrenaline. It's so much different than anything you've ever done. It's crazy. Does time, like, slow down when you're actually fighting? Or does it feel like that two minutes is... I... The... First, like, few of the point ones I did, the, it felt so slow. It felt like I was in there for a year. But that most recent one, like, I got exhausted because, I mean, I ran a ton. But in a fight, it's so different. Like, the adrenaline dump and all that, you get tired so much faster. And, like, I was exhausted. So I was, that third round, I was kind of, I was just waiting. I was like, when's this bell going to ring? I need this to be over. Yeah. Um, and it did come pretty fast, so I, I guess maybe it's just an experience thing. But the first few, man, it felt like forever. What's the normal age for people at your skill level right now? I mean, are you pretty much on par? Yeah, uh, I'm the, I've only fought people older than me, but they've all been within like two or three years. Uh-huh. Um, there's a guy at my gym, Aaron, who's younger than me, and he's at like a higher skill level than me because uh, he started, you know, younger than I did. But generally, I don't worry too much about that. Here in the States, like, over in Thailand, they'll start doing this when they're, you know, eight. Like, I would get massacred by the 20-year-olds in Thailand. But here in the States, people start a lot older because it's not like... Like, it's the culture over there. Like, that's their football. Yeah. You know, over here, it's not as much. So, age is kind of all over the place. Yeah. Football is kind of important. Yeah. Um, So, what... What's it like to be a part of this knowing that you're working towards... Like, what are you working towards? I want to have at least a few professional fights in my life. Like, I don't know where I want to end up completely, but to check that off my bucket list, I'd be happy, you know? Um, I still want a good amount of time before then. I want to be completely ready by the time I do that. There's a lot of guys in combat sports in America that will just rush into it. And, like... In boxing, you'll see like Floyd Mayweather with 52 wins, but if you look at his first 10 wins, they're against guys with a combined record of four and 100. Yeah. You know, they get fed these guys off the streets, um, and like I could be one of those guys that's getting fed to someone else, but yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah, obviously. So, what is the process like for you moving forward in the next couple of years? What will you try to accomplish to get to that goal? <sighs> Within like the next three years. Well, okay, so until I graduate, I'm only going to have one more fight. I'm going to fight in July, and then I graduate in December. It's been hard to manage both school and the fight, so I'm going to just worry about graduating after my July fight. But after that, I want to get three or four fights for the next couple years. That way I can have, like, a decent amateur amateur resume by the time I'm, like, 25. Once I'm at 25, we'll see how good I am. If I'm good enough to go pro, I will. If not, I'll just keep training, doing it for, you know, sport, Mm -hmm. just for fun. Um, what's the plan for graduation? What what job do you want? Honestly, I don't know. I, I'm getting a finance degree, and I tried finance, but I just it's not that fun. I was gonna say, can you imagine like being a banker during the day and then kicking yeah. your butt at night? Like, yeah, kind of like a superhero right, type of thing. <laughs> yeah, right now I think I want to be a firefighter. Yeah, um, and so I'm gonna start working towards that process this summer, seeing if I can volunteer somewhere. Okay. Um, one day I'd love to open a gym, whether it just be for lifting, because that is as much of my passion as my Thai is now. I lift, you know, six days a week now. Like, yeah. that is part of my life so much, whether it's that or 
like a, a Muay Thai gym in 20 years when I'm a lot better at it. That'd be pretty cool too. So we'll just see where it goes. What do you wish you could tell your 15 year old self that was struggling with certain things? Don't do the pills. They don't do anything. They just turn me into a zombie. And like, even at 15, I knew like I should be like exercising, eating, but I just didn't have the willpower. So I'd really need to sit myself down and, yeah. and talk about. Do you think the that's even possible to explain that to a 15 year old? No, not really. No, I was so lazy and. All I did was eat and play video games. And, but I didn't eat good. Like, I was still so skinny because I would just sit there and eat, you know. Cheetos some, or... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some uh, little Debbies. Nothing of quality. Uh-huh. But I, I would tell them... Because there was a, uh, a good boxing gym here in Springfield, I think. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but, you know, I'm pretty sure it's a good one. I'd, tell myself to go sign up for that yeah and i might be in a different path now because it's just boxing yeah. but still just to to be doing something that i'm passionate about like just being training for a fight being in a fight it's just a different feeling like it's, it's why it's do you think that why do you think that being in combat sports is the right thing for you why is it the right thing for some kids who don't play, who don't want to play football don't want to play soccer don't want to play basketball i think for some people it just it's just like natural like when i was about to walk out to my first full contact like knockout intending fight i thought i'd be nervous but i wasn't like the whole walkout not n- no nerves my heart wasn't beating oh i was beating but it wasn't pounding <laughs> once i got in the ring like i had the slightest amount of nerves but i just it felt natural like i felt at home yeah. um and being in the fight like it just felt right and i think for a lot of people that like focus on just you like wrestlers probably understand when it's just you and one other person mm-hmm. like there's something about that victory that feels a lot greater like to be the team I'm better than that one person yes in this moment yeah like, yeah. like that like that like glory of it feels real good and uh, for someone like me um who's going through what i was like when you're in a team sport you can you can slack off like i didn't i wasn't a starter in baseball so like if I was being lazy at practice, I didn't, and I didn't work out outside of practice, but if I was being lazy at practice, like, who cares? Like, I'm not going to affect the outcome of this game. I don't yeah. even play. Um, but with a combat sport, you, you can't be lazy. Like, if I'm lazy, then all my family's going to watch me get the crap beaten out of me. Yeah. Um, and so for someone like me who struggled with laziness, like, it's a, it's a good motivator. Do you wish you would have wrestled in high school? Yes. Yeah, I do. I wish I wrestled my whole life. Um... And I wanted to when I was a kid. Dad said no. Yeah. Um, because he thought I'd get injured, and then I just never asked again. I don't blame him for that, but um, I don't know. I think wrestling would have been a better fit for me. Like Mason, my best friend my entire yeah. life, he wrestled, and I would always He's pretty good wrestle. at it too. Yeah. yeah, I would always <laughs> wrestle him. Always lost. Yeah. But it was fun, you know. Uh huh. Um. Do you still have to battle every day with that depression? No, not really. I, like, now, I'm so busy, I think I would have time to even think about it. But at the same time, like, I've found something I'm passionate about. Um, I've got a great girlfriend now. Keeps me pretty happy. Like, I don't know. Ever since I first stepped in that gym, like, my whole life has gotten so much better. Cause I, and I think it's because of the confidence. Like, I don't know. Just having the confidence to go about life is... It really makes it a lot easier. What would you recommend for somebody who's even half interested in joining a combat sport like this just reach out to someone like for me like um elias gas was one of my teammates in um 
baseball in high school, and he was doing some boxing uh, before he graduated. He's in the Marines now, but before he graduated, he was doing some boxing. I asked him uh, about doing it, and he wanted me to come out and do it, but I, I didn't take that first step. But if you can just reach out to someone you're friendly with to take that first step, mm-hmm. I can imagine it'd be so much easier. You know, if I had gone with him, I wouldn't. I don't think I would have been nearly as nervous. Like my first time, I was pretty nervous, you know. And I could see if someone has a hard time their first, you know, week or so, they might come back. But if they're with someone they know, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a lot easier. Like I've tried to bring a few of my friends into the gym. None of them have come as dedicated as I do, but some do the uh, fitness classes. Um, I just think. Like, just taking that first step is huge. Like, it can be hard, obviously. Mm-hmm. Signing up for a sport where you're going to get beat up, like, even in training on the daily, can be tough, but it can be life-changing, too. It seems like so many positives that we've talked about, yeah. and obviously for a good thing, but um, what would you say is, is a negative or uh, uh, the hardest part about... Time commitment? Like, between that, work and school, like, I feel bad for my girlfriend because I don't think I give her the time that she deserves. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel guilty for that, like, every day. Um, she's supportive, but I just feel like she deserves better. And you're going to come home feeling beat up. For me, a lot of times I like that because you know you're getting somewhere yeah. if you're feeling beat up. Like, you know, a football player that just got done with a, a really hard game, the next morning's going to be real sore. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's gratifying because you just grinded to a really hard victory. You know what I mean? Um but I really just think, for me, it's the time thing. Now, other people may not have that issue. If they're just a student, adding on a you know, sport may not be that big of a deal. Yeah. But it can be rough. What did I miss? What did I not ask you about in terms of this? Because I don't feel like I am nearly educated enough. So what what else can you tell me about this oh, that man, maybe I, I didn't know. ask you? What else can I tell you? I, I don't know. I just... I hope someone is listening that is going through a depression or something. Because, I mean, I was on the verge of suicide multiple times. Like, I was really rough. Just take that first step, you know what I mean? To something you're passionate about. I watched fights for years and never even thought about doing it, which I don't know why I wouldn't. Like, that. Learn. I knew so much about the sport already before I did it because I just watched it so often. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just... So, clearly, that interest is there. It's just yeah. you have to act on it. Yeah. Whether... I feel like a lot of people get way too content. They don't chase what they love or their dreams. They're just content. Like, oh, I'll get my degree and I'll get this job that I'm, I don't love, but it, it pays the bills. Mm-hmm. I, I think people just need to really go after what they love. Awesome, man. I appreciate you taking the time mm-hmm. talking and, you know, really opening up about it. Uh, like you said, I hope that it does help. Even one kid yeah. would be amazing. But uh, I appreciate your time. Thank you. And best of luck in July. We'll definitely keep yeah, an eye out you. and see what happens. Thank you so much to Jack for sharing his story and being so open and honest about his struggles and about his hopes to inspire kids who are also struggling with depression. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Northwestern Mutual. Please, please share this podcast on your social media platforms. Comment on it. Do all that good stuff. Thank you. I'll see you next week.